Hello, everybody. We are live. It's another My Music with me, Graham Cave. In a minute, I'm going to be speaking to Megan. I'm going to ask her what's in that drink that she's having. Is it milkshake? Is it something else? I don't know. We're going all the way to Nashville after this. you megan but i feel energized after watching that video wow that's a great and uh intro video and must i say the like the the cat part that that cat part jumped out of me i was like whoa like fuzzy furry cats that cat is great were you a big fan of uh sort of puppet based shows as a kid did you oh, ever yeah. watch sesame street yeah i did i watched sesame street i watched you know barney and all of that cats yeah. the musical not really puppets but Still yeah. creepy. Back in the day, for me, it was things like Fraggle Rock as well. Fraggle Rock, yeah. Fraggle yeah. Rock is... That had a wicked theme tune, as far as I remember. Down in Fraggle Rock, or something Fraggle like that. Yeah, Fraggle it was Rock. great. <laughs> Do you know what? People will be watching this later and going, singing along and going, damn, you've got that earwormed in my head now for the rest of the you know, day. It'll, it'll really be in your head for days. Yeah, exactly. We will be going around going, do you remember Fraggle Rock? They're talking about it in this thing that we watched. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And Big Bird always used to scare me a little bit, though, in Sesame Street. Yeah, the way that he just, like, lurked around and, and just kind of, like, snuck up on people just was... Hello, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Now, listen, you say you're in Nashville. I mean... Here's the thing about Nashville, right? I said to you before we came on air that I feel a little bit un underdressed now because really I feel like I should have the whole Nashville attire on. Okay, yeah, like a cowboy okay. hat. Cowboy hat and everything yeah. else. But you see, Nashville's one of those places that immediately when you hear the name Nashville, you think about music, right? Correct. Where I'm based right now, Chard, Somerset, nobody thinks about that. As, as a music place right mm -hmm. but Nashville it's just got it's immediately transports you to yeah. music it does how how much of Nashville just resonates with you and gives you kind of vibes to to make want to make music just so much like so I've only been here for a little over a month and I am obsessed right really? like you walk down i i actually live pretty close to the downtown area to the broadway area so i i it's like a it's like a 28 minute walk and and i'm wow. a new yorker so yeah i i can walk 20 30 minutes no problem um, yeah that's one street in new york yeah broadway is also a street in new york so it's it's a totally different broadway experience <laughs> it's but, very um, different right <laughs> Totally different, but I, I think being around this energy of these musicians that 
are making a living on their tips here. That's something yeah. that, you know, that doesn't really happen in New York. Everyone, and then as a New York musician, you most likely, unless you're like a Nepo baby or you have rich parents, are doing things, you know, you're a musician, but you're also working in an office or you're a musician, you're also a server. Like these people that are playing in these cover bands or whatever on Broadway, they are making their living from performing. And I think there's something so inspiring about that. To see that live in action is incredible. And, and it just pushes me to, to reach bigger for my dreams. Yeah. When did your dreams start? What sort of age were you when you thought, oh, do you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to be a musician. I mean, I went through like so many different career paths. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a SeaWorld trainer. I want to be a vet. Hang on. Hey, hey, hang on, right. Stop, stop right there. You've got to go right from the start. I want to be a SeaWorld trainer. Correct. Really? Yeah. You know those, okay. uh, those people? Yeah, yeah that... I know. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. But yeah. that's very, very specific, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to blame that mindset on my Florida upbringing. Hmm. Right. I, I grew up in Orlando and, and constantly I was around like SeaWorld commercials and going to SeaWorld. And I, there's something yeah. so exciting about the fact that like you're swimming with these creatures that could eat you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's mad when you think about it, isn't it? It's, Daredevil. Just, it's absolutely bonkers when you think about it. It is. And, 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 now... then, and then you say vet after that. Yeah, I've always loved animals, um, but honestly, I don't think I could have handled being a vet because I don't think I could have handled, like, putting animals down. I, I'm way too much of an empath. I couldn't, like, couldn't just, like, be like, oh, yeah, that's that's Roger's down. Next time to move. Like, I couldn't do that. I'd, like, cry the rest of the day. Yeah. I don't think I could handle a medical. Well, and vets have to do certain things to animals, which, you know, frankly... Yeah. seem cruel don't they totally right you know yeah, yeah i mean we, we we were watching last night sorry to you know move away from the no music worries. subject for a minute but we were watching the a program which you probably have never seen called the yorkshire vet it's very very popular over here if you can if you can google it and get it on the interweb somewhere that would be great okay. all right um so it's a it's a group of group of vets from yorkshire uh, but one of the one of them is very very famous for removing animals testicles um and you just you just think the animals i mean that you completely understand why that has to happen completely mm -hmm. but i i just sit there feeling very very sorry for the animals i just could that's not something i could do to an animal yeah that's that's rough yeah, it is incredibly rough. You know, I understand somebody needs to do that, and it's important in order to maintain the the, the chain of things, etc. But it's, yeah. it's not somewhere where I'm going. Besides which, I hate blood. I I really struggle with all of that, mm -hmm. and needles, and and any and injections, and all of that. No, you no. know, I, I when when this COVID thing struck and. They said, well, you know, you've got to have injections in your arm. That was kind of 
Oh my word, really? Not another thing you've got to have an injection for. I know between that and then the test that stick up your nose and hit <sighs> your brain center, I was like, this is just I'll tell you what, you should try doing it with six-year-old children. They really don't like that. Ooh, they yeah. really, really, no, really don't like that. So you're in a good, you're in a place that's incredibly creative. Yeah. Um, and it, and you're 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 sensing that. How Definitely. is that? How is that manifesting itself in terms of the effect it's having on your music? Because your music at the moment seems to be transcending slightly. Listening to your latest music, mm-hmm. whereas before, uh, I guess a lot of people sort of, I and I hate pigeonholing, but kind of probably put you more in a kind of folky type of genre. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, you're you've become this Adonis of, you oh. know, massive sound and electronica, and you know, yeah. you've almost re- unleashed your inner Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah. wow, that's that's a compliment from a from a British person. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Are you so are you suddenly feel like you're moving into your, you know, uh running up that hill phase? Is yeah, that, I, is well, it's funny it's funny you say that. This song I wrote this song and then I brought this song to my producer and uh Kate Bush's song had just resurfaced. And I listened what, to it from like, Stranger Things, yeah. From Stranger mm. Things, and I listened to it, and I was, I was like, okay, there's something about this is like that's reminding me of the song I just wrote, and I was like, I don't know what it is. So I brought it in, and the direction that the song took was because we listened to Running Up That Hill, and we we were like, what is this vibe? Like, there's something really mystical about this song. How can yeah. we? You know, without taking directly from the song, how can we ins- inspirationally put it through "Father Oh Father," and how can we make it kind of work? Mm. And and I I think we you know Harper and I both did a really great job of being able to borrow certain aesthetic elements from the song, but not make it the same song. You know, oh, totally. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna be in court any day like Ed Sheeran is today for. Ed Sheeran or like Olivia Rodrigo, like I I lose respect for artists when they're claiming they're original, but a lot of their ideas are samples or, you know, they're rewriting the lyrics to a song that was already created. I'm such an artist that's like authenticity 100%. Like I don't want to be doing something that someone else did. I want to recreate music like in, in my own kind of crazy brain way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, for me, you you seem to be moving into that, as I say, that land of sort of this strong female sort of uh, with this kind of almost mystical element to them. I think it's my, I think it's my mystical era. Yeah. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. Um, Florence would be another example. Oh, I was just listening to her. She's she's so cool. Yeah. She's so great. And uh, do you know what? So, in terms of elements, mm-hmm. that that maybe sort of are make the comparison similar. It's the pulsating. It's the kind of it's that kind of 
you know, right. heading somewhere. Right. Yeah, the, the journey. It's, it's like a heartbeat, isn't it, in the mm -hmm. song? Yeah. Um, but also, also in a way that I suppose vocal delivery-wise as well, that you've got you've got those grandiose moments, but also it's it's almost like more of a monologue as well. Do you know what I mean by that? But not it. I, I, I don't. I won't say that without it sounding like negative, because you know the word monologue sounds negative in a way. No, I, I I love that. I love that. And I, I must like say that, you know, this song, I believe, came to me as a poem. Right. And okay. it I can see have, that. Like it was it's not your typical song form. Like it's just not. It, it's like it's like here, we're going here, and then we're going here, then we're yeah. going here, we're going here, we're going here. And I think I think intentionally in this moment that I was processing all of these things after the pandemic and, and with what was going on, I was just listening to voices and they were kind of telling me like, okay, we're going to go here and we need to say this and we're going to go here. And we're going to say this and then we're going to go here and we're going to go here. And, and I, I hope this kind of gives people like inspiration who were like, well, I can't write a song the way that Taylor Swift can, or I can't write a song the way that James Taylor can with the same form. I, I'm here to tell you that you can change your own song form and it can work. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of indie artists who don't follow that. And, and I think they should be really applauded because they're showing the audience and they're showing the listener that look what you can do. You can take a monologue and make it into this beautiful like experience or look, you can take mm. a poem and you can make a poem into a song. And, and to anyone who's like, oh, I can't write songs. I don't know how to write songs. It's too hard. Well, can you write a poem? Start with a poem and then let it build and then let, you know, let the inspiration just kind of really hit you and yeah. see what you end up. I think that's, that's marvelous. I'm slightly in awe of the cat behind you that is looking at us throughout the whole of look at it, look at that cat. I have a cat problem. It's, um, is it almost like um like a godlike figure of a cat? That you know what it definitely is. I I think it's, it's almost like, a, a spirit. it's like a duchess. It's like duchess cat. Yeah, it's like yeah. duchess. Um my so fiance's this... mother got that for me. Oh well. Very nice too. Very nice too. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it would probably slightly unnerve me. Maybe if I was sat eating dinner there, I'd, I'd be thinking it's about to steal my dinner. Yeah, <laughs> when, when's it going to pounce? Yeah. So this 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 is the start of a body of work, right? Yeah. This this song. What? Yeah. What else is coming then? Oh boy. I love it when people say that. Oh boy, <laughs> the floodgates are opening. Yeah. There's there's a lot coming before we get the full the full album. So um, I think the next song is coming out in either July or August. And uh, you know I haven't announced what that song is yet, but no. but I will. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, and then I'm releasing two more singles, kind of month or two in between, and and then the full project will come out on November. Third, Ooh, so, okay. so you, before you, the end of the year, 
You've scheduled. Do you know what you're doing, etc. I've scheduled. I, I have my stuff together somewhat. Yeah. You're, you're working. You're working to a. You're working to a time frame. So you can't yeah. tell us what, but from your gut feeling for this and where it's going, do you feel that the whole thing's going to be a, a fairly big statement in terms of your life? I think it's huge. Um, this album is so. It's so like autobiographical, like. I've really enjoyed kind of putting my stories in this album, but also creating within it, like, you know, I'm in my mystical era. So creating within it this fairy tale of how you come out of abuse and trauma. Because I think a lot, a lot of us have had things that we have had to bury and we haven't been able to face. And I really hope that this album can kind of take people on that journey and, and guide them and, and show them that it's all right to talk about what happened to you, that you can be stronger because of what you went through instead of hiding it under a box and mm. wishing it just didn't exist. I, I really so, want to empower those who have been through severe CPTSD, PTSD. So, so, so listening to this album is going to be, cathartic yes for you potentially for the listener and it and it's going to be therapy oh yeah i mean i already put it on and cry so good luck to the rest of you wow we're just going to be we're just going to be on the floor yeah is, is there, there a way... are there's some up, upbeat there's a couple upbeats but most of it is like Little. Okay. Is, is is have you looked into? Is there any way that you can package an album with tissues? Actually, literally, you you just took a journey into my mind. I am making tissues, so any anyone who buys a record or a CD gets ear baby tissues. And that, that's a, that's a genuine thing, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really Legit. did. I did step stepped right into your mind there. I think you did. Being in Nashville at the t at whilst you is this where your your home is for the duration of making this album? Yeah, so I actually I made the album in New York City, um, right. Brooklyn, but uh, th this is where I will be to release the album. This is um, where you're going to be yeah, to release the, the album. Has, the recording has occurred in in New York City at my last. Uh, my so when time. when we get to when we get to the have you done the artwork for the album yet? Well, you I have the first yes. I've seen yes. the out at the artwork for the the single which is amazing. Who did that? Okay, my, my cousin, she lives in Holland. She Hello. So I took, cousin. Yes, hello Abigail Toulis, musicians, look her up. She's amazing. Give her work. Um she started off with a photo from uh, a photo shoot. And I got to shoot with Shervin Lainez, who's like one of the biggest music photographers ever. And he was incredible and amazing. And I, I really believe I like manifested that because I still don't know to this day how I was able to work with him, but it was just wow. a beautiful day. Um, she took that photo and then, and I told her I wanted this really like, just almost very like mystical painting Mona yeah. Lisa kind of thing. And she 
she made that herself. She just, girl is just, she, she has an incredible eye for things that compel, art that compels, that stands out. Um, and to have her working with me on this project is, is as you know, she's my cousin, she's my family. And yeah. it's really, it's really great. I'm Do you know what that, where that would look great? It would look great as the design on the, the back of a pack of cards. You know what? I I really I agree. I need to find out who designs the back of the pack of cards and, and be like, I have a better picture for you. Than yeah, right I just think yeah. it just look, it just has that look. But that is also, I mean, if that's the quality of the art that's going to be all the way through this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot more to come, but but I I love how it next year's album of the year could be yours, couldn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right there. I'm just saying, you know, because it, it's just, it is absolutely, it's absolutely stunning. Thank is you. there, are there, are there any, you say there's maybe a couple of little upbeat songs on this. Are there any real surprises for you on this album? Yeah. So I'm going to say, um, I know I kind of we kind of didn't go into the musician thing and, and how I how it came to be a musician, but I'm I'm going to say I'm a uh, I'm a classically trained opera singer, so I got my degree in opera, and this is the first album where I have found my voice with it. You know, I I think when I first started releasing music, I was so afraid to let that out because I was mm. like it's too different. People aren't going to like it. They're not going to like the power. Um, and I and I kind of toned back and I and I went into like indie voice land. Do you know what? I can actually hear that now you say that. Mm -hmm. mm, on some of your earlier recordings, you're almost straining the other way, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. You're kind of like I've got a big I've got a big voice. I know how to use my diaphragm. I'm almost gonna sing more from here. Yeah. And and hide the fact that I'm trained in that way. Yeah. yeah now that happened that happened and i think i think a lot of it had to do with you know my my upbringing in college um we were not allowed to sing other genres we were only allowed to sing opera we they would get really mad at us if we did you know like music theater or jazz or pop like we weren't allowed to cross over so i think it's been really it's been a journey for me to find that crossover with my music, but yeah. I think I finally, I finally found it. And, and I have to say it is evocative. It is stunning the way that I'm able to do these luscious backups and, and things and bring that part of me that was always in there, but I was afraid to show it out into my music is it's a, it's on a whole other level. You know, I mean, now I'm being called like a Madonnas, an Adonis, a priestess. Like I wasn't called those things before. <laughs> so clearly she yeah. needs to come out. Have you ever managed to um, have a conversation with Charlotte Church then? I haven't, but I, I do remember. I think like Charlotte Church, wasn't she... She was, was classically healthy. trained. She had a number of yeah, albums yeah. when she was really young where, where yeah, she had this massive her. voice, etc. And, and then and then I think she was smoking or something. Yeah. 
lost her yeah. voice. Yeah. Well, she she's she's back singing. She 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 sings. Um, oh, okay. I guess but I she she uh, you know she, I think she had a very difficult period where because she 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 you know had uh, multi platinum albums as a, yeah. as a young girl where she was you know classically singing classic uh, classically and then you know to then try and navigate that into the kind of music she wanted to make i think that was quite hard okay. i have not checked her out i don't, I don't even know or maybe, maybe yeah i think maybe you you could become best friends on okay yeah maybe on instagram or something well if, if that if that's a thing we're, that, doing, that we're doing the crossover thing i mean not a lot of people are doing this you know a lot of people are kind of like well that didn't work for me so i'm not going to do it anymore right yeah so, I hope we can inspire those people who have got a degree in vocal performance and, and maybe it's not opera is not something that they wanted to do because opera sure as heck was not something I wanted to do. I just yeah. did it because my voice supported me in that way and I didn't really have anything else I wanted to do. So I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do opera. Like, you know. So yeah, I, I just, people should know that the most unique qualities that you can bring to the recording and to the performing, those are the ones that the audience and the listener is really going to be pulled into by. Yeah. Um, and you shouldn't be afraid of your vibrato. I was afraid of my vibrato. I did not like her. I was like, ooh. For people that don't understand what vibrato is, it's that little oh, yes. in the voice, mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah. And but obviously, as an opera singer, you have that. You know, you use that as a tool. You know? I do. But you can use that as a tool in in singing these songs as well, and that's you know that's absolutely that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So, I'm in, I'm intrigued. You you were you were brought up singing opera or you you had that training etc there must have been in your listening as a as a as a listener of music there must have been something in there that turned your head to an alternative way yeah turned you to the dark side <laughs> or the light side depending on which way you look at it what what was that what 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 was the what was the thing that turned your head the most and made you go right okay so i mean i'm going to say my my father was you know was very musical um my father and his siblings would always get together and sing around the campfire and and they would sing you know 1970 songs like simon and garfunkel um, american pie is yeah just american pie for days all of the verses like we would not leave until oh we my goodness um and i think and you know james taylor so being around that kind of music i think really awakened me um and you know loggins and messina like my dad when i was a literal baby there's this photo that I have where I'm like in the crib and I'm standing up and I'm like so compelled and my dad is playing. Um, he's probably playing the Christopher Robin song by Loggins and Messina, which was like what he played when I was a baby. And I think like just 
being around that and just seeing how beautiful music was and how it impacts people so much. It changes their lives. It saves their lives. It changes their moods. It supports them when no one else is supporting them. I just, I think I just always was like, okay, this is powerful. This mm -hmm. is so powerful to be able to take your experiences to help other people. It, and there's there's something about it that it, it always just felt like this is processing. Like, you know, when I was 17 and I was exploring the songwriter within me, I had my dad's old guitar and I would just play chords and I like recorded this song and then I put it on MySpace. I don't know if you know what MySpace is. but Of course I know what MySpace is. I mean, there may be younger listeners out there that go, what on earth is that? Okay, so it, yeah, I mean, MySpace was the the, the pre Facebook. That yeah. was that was a place to hang out to share. It was very music driven. Um, and a lot of lot of musicians and bands used it back in the day and kind of had their kind of their homepage there, if you like. Yeah, and they were you know like Taylor Swift. She was an indie singer on MySpace. Like, believe it or not, like it it, it was very bizarre when when that uh. When that was happening i remember i that's how i found out about her was myspace um but yeah so i, I shared it and i you know I, I i was just processing and i kind of realized like this is how you process your emotions this is how you take your emotions from the dark to the light you mm. sit down and you face what you're feeling and you don't hide away from it or turn to drugs or turn to alcohol or do this thing this is how you take this hard ass shit that life is throwing at you and you come to the altar and you move through it and you heal it. And that's what you do. And I think when I started realizing that I was just like processing in my room and writing songs and, you know, I kind of wasn't really taking myself seriously, but I was getting little signs from the universe that what I did affected someone, right? Like little yeah. things. Like, hey, that song that you wrote, I remember I played an open mic in New York City that my friend put on. I played my song, The Breakup Waltz. And someone who was, you know, there was like a curtain and a back room and someone sitting at the bar. I came out and he's like, hey, did you write that breakup song? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, my God. Like, he's like, I'm going through a breakup right now. And like, that just, that's everything I'm going through. And I was like. Okay, well, I'm really glad I could provide that for you. You know, I'm I'm getting I was getting people's feedback in yeah. little ways and I was like, okay, well this just maybe isn't just something you're just doing for fun. This might be something you can like really use as a mechanism to help people heal through their own emotions. And is that where the emo positive thing comes from? Because, that is where that comes from, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, some emo over the years has been had quite negative press because associated with it. Yeah. Yes, it's emotive, but it's kind of been a down, downward spiral from it, if you know what I mean. So what, no, you're, what you're trying to do is take, yeah, this stuff's emotional and it's a, you know, and it's heartfelt and it's a journey and it's real and it's, you know, it's going to, maybe 
bring up things whilst you listen to it, but I want to take you on a positive journey out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I want to show you that even in all of this darkness, there will be light at the end of the journey. That's a beautiful you know? thing. And I think yeah. that's what any human wants to hear when they're going through a hard time. I think so. I think you're right. I can't wait to hear the rest of this album. Of course, we're, maybe I'll send you a little sneak peek for putting oh, me on. You are you're a wonderful person. I promise I won't, you know, leak it anyway. You're not gonna leak it to like Perez Hilton or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I might tell people how brilliant it is. Okay, that's right? great. You can you yeah. can have, yeah. I, I I I you can leak it to me and I'll tell people how brilliant it is and then they and we'll just leave them gagging for it. I know. We'll just leave them going. But what? But what? What's it sound like? Well, here's the thing, folks. You're going to have to order it and pay money for it, and then you can find out. Yeah, we actually we actually did make up a genre for the album, and the name is pretty amazing. And I haven't shared it yet, so I'm I'm going to share it with you because it's Thank I think you. it's brilliant. Exclusive. Um, so exclusive. Ear Baby is a future-facing retro Americana album. Wow. Yes. Credit to Harper James, my my lovely producer. He came up with that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Future facing. Retro. Retro Americana. Americana. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? Hope so you're ready. We're shaking things up. So there's electronica in there. There's, there's, there's a little bit of where Lana Del Rey's been at the moment, that kind of thing in there. There's kind of, wow, it's just amazing, isn't it? Oh, so if yeah. you like all of, if you like the sound of that, folks, and why wouldn't you? Because it just sounds tremendous. Uh, then do check out Megan's uh, new work as it appears, and it will be leaked to you between now and november for you to enjoy and then when november comes around you'll be able to to buy the whole thing and and are you are you releasing this in any kind of physical format or is this just going to be digital no I, i'm gonna do i'm gonna do albums and i'm gonna do cds if if people still use cds and I, i'm probably not gonna order a lot of cds but I'll do some CDs. I've got like, six and a half thousand of them in my cupboard. Okay, so we do have CD lovers out there. Uh, I I love CDs. I love cassettes. I love vinyl. I love any anything physical format because um because it means you've actually paid for your music. Yeah, I have to, I have to do that because it's like the album cover is too epic for words. Like if you think the right. cover is good, yeah. just just wait. Yeah, and also that that picture and probably some of the others that are going to be produced for the album are just going to look absolutely amazing on a t-shirt as well so when those come out when those come out um you know you'll want to buy one of those as well um just to you know go along and say yeah i'm i'm with you all the way with this megan it's been it's been wonderful talking to you today i've i have i feel we've connected and and it's actually I, I feel quite emotional already, and I haven't even listened to the rest of the album, <laughs> which is oh, which no. is 
which is great. Um, I, I think, and it's only I, a Wednesday. It's, it's a Wednesday, you know. Mm-hmm. Go on, you it were is- going to say. Oh, I just said I. So it's funny. So I'm right. I'm Megan Pullis, yeah. and it's good for my marketing. Pullis is actually my middle name, but it's my artist name is Megan Pullis. So, um, I I've been you know kind of really resonating in the fact that I think there's a reason it says Pullis. I think I, as a human and as an artist, pull things out of people in a way that they sometimes can't even comprehend so i think you're absolutely right name to watch everybody megan pullis um this album which is uh do you, do you have a title for the album yes it's called ear baby ear baby you can't you can't forget that right you cannot forget that yeah. ear baby you know? Sounds like sounds like if you say it with the Cockney accent, right? It sounds like something yeah, baby. like here, baby. Sounds like it's something like, that a taxi know, taxi driver would say. Yeah, yeah a taxi driver would say on a Friday evening. Here, baby. He's picking right. like an Australian's picking someone up at the bar. Here, baby. Here, baby. All right. Come <laughs> over here. Come over here. Bring me one of those here, beers. Baby. Oh man. Yeah, maybe I open myself up to some weird stuff. But there is a. There is symbolism behind why it's called yeah. baby. We'll find out more as the journey unveils. Um, do connect with Megan on all of the social media platforms. If you've enjoyed this, do share it with all of your friends. Uh, not for my sake, but for Megan, so that actually more and more people find out about her and go, that sounds brilliant. I want to know more and I want to download the music as it comes out. Um, will you come back? And talk to me again when the album's out. Of course I will. You're great, Graham. I love I love, so much. I love that you like took a trip in my brain and, and we just intuitively I, I don't know how I do it, but every single time it, it just happens. Um it, it might be years of experience or yeah. uh or it might just be that I'm going mad. I don't know. Um <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm maybe I'm just in touch with people. Um, yeah, you know, because I do spend my day talking to them on here, so that's that may be, may be it. I believe communication is the key to everything in life. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until next time, this has been my music. As I say, if you've liked this, subscribe to it uh, and share it with other people. Do check out Megan's music, and uh, please do come back next time. Megan, thank you so much for coming all the way from Nashville today. It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, and we'll stay in touch. Bye, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Bye, everyone.